So, what do we want to be? What do we want to be? Do we want to be um, not much? Do we want to be a hero? When we speak of saint, we speak of heroes, quite literally. Where do we want to go? Do we want a faith that is vibrant, living, that speaks volumes just from our daily activity? Do we want a faith that's filled with courage? A faith that literally changes the world around it. A faith that drives us out of where we are. In the second reading, you're going to see faith as just that. It's something that is heroic. It's something that drives us out of where we are. It keeps us not satisfied. And are you satisfied? If you're satisfied, I ask, I mean, where is your faith then? Because I don't think we can be satisfied in this world. There is too much. There's too much to love and to give. There's too much to sacrifice my life for. There is a deep longing that is within us. And the Lord in the gospel, the very beginning, he says something that's very beautiful. He says, there is no need to be afraid, little flock. There's no need to be afraid. In fact, I would say, there's great need of courage. And so many times I think of Bilbo when he says it takes courage to even go out, to take that first step to go out into the world. And it's true. It takes courage. Do not be afraid, little flock. Because the world needs heroes. If you realize simple things like the suicide rate, we don't have to go very far. The degree to which our society here is drugged by all kinds of drugs. The degree, not even the illegal ones, by the way. I'm talking about the legal. I'm talking about the, the degree to which we need, we need something. We need heroes. It is the hero or the saint, let's say, that has always historically reformed the church. It is holiness, and holiness alone that reforms the church, that renews the church, that gives us the raison d'etre, that reason for being. It is that holiness that sets us apart. How many of us have been touched by Mother Teresa in our life. This one woman who lived on the other side of the world. Or I remember the day that John Paul II died and I wept more than I did for my grandfather, a man who I'd never met. It's heroes that we need. It's saints that we need. 
Abraham is that hero. And what did he have to do? He had to step out of his comfort zone. (laughs) It's kind of corny to say it. I hate that term, actually. But he did. He really did. He had to leave Ur. He was good in that place. He was good. Everything was, I think it's an American expression, hunky-dory. Everything was great. And he had, to, he had to leave the land of Ur where he was wealthy and go out to a place where he wouldn't even really own the land. You know, he roamed about with his herds in order to follow a promise, a promise from God. And God has promised you, too. He has promised something to your heart. And that same call is being placed upon you. And faith, by its very nature, implies this. This leaving to follow the will of God wherever it is. And it's different in every time. The saints that the Lord raises is going to be different in every period. A saint for Christ church will be different than a saint for Christ church a hundred years ago. If you think about it, what happened in the history of the church, the moment that Christianity became public, blessed by the emperor of Rome, the saints, what did they do? They say, I don't want to be involved in politics. And they all ran out into the desert. St. Anthony of the desert reformed the church by refusing politics. Or when the whole world was in chaos, the empire has fallen, everyone's turning and blaming Christianity for the fall of civilization. St. Benedict starts to gather some men around him and saying, I want to live in a, a little place as a monk and live of the gospel and be that hero. Or when the church was really wealthy and really powerful, quite the opposite of the last one, the Lord raises up St. Francis and St. Dominic to roam about the streets as poor beggars. Or in the days when the Industrial Revolution hit, when we have all these orphans coming out of the farms and coming out of the the areas where they were before and they were well taken care of and now going in the cities and all these children all over the streets, the Lord raises up all kinds of saints, all kinds of women religious orders that started to work with the kids and teaching them, gathering them together under their wings. So what is the saint of today? In India, the Lord rose up Mother Teresa she didn't raise up Mother, he didn't raise up Mother Teresa in Europe. It was India. And Mother Teresa actually received revelation from the Lord saying, I am calling you to found an order for the of sisters for Indians. And then it spread too. It works for a lot of other people too, right? But and then it spread. But so, what is the call for you now here? If we want to reform our church, because it's important, we need saints. We need a hero. We need heroes. 
And hero is only a, a hero is only born from a community of heroes. It takes a village, right? And so, why do I say it's so urgent? Because of simple things. Like, recently I heard a statistic that in our Anglo-Saxon world, 70% of all Catholics don't even believe that the, in the real presence. Don't even believe that Jesus is present in the Eucharist. Or, for example, every one Catholic adult that converts, six leave. We're bleeding. And the worst part about it is they don't know Christ. They don't know the love of God. It's okay if people leave. It's not okay that they don't know the love of God. People are free, is what I mean. It's not okay that they leave. <laughs> but they're free. That's what I meant by that. It's not okay that they leave. <laughs> but nevertheless, they do. And for every six that leave, one comes up. It's important to recognize that we're not in a good state. And we need to reform. We need to change. We need heroes of holiness that learn that next part, sell your possessions and give alms. Sell all you have and give it to the poor. That is sacrificial love. It's deeper than just selling all that you have materially, although that's a good thing too, I guess. I mean, we shouldn't all of a sudden say, well, I'll do it spiritually, but not physically. That'd, that'd be weird. But what it's getting to is we need sacrificial love, not just for our family, because that's just an, often an extension, definitely for our family, first of all. I said not just. <laughs> not just for our family, because if I only love my family, my family is just an extension of me. So I still remain selfish. I have to love first the people in front of me, which is my family. But my heart has to go larger. Not just those immediately that I care about in my immediate circle either. My heart has to go larger than that. Our heart has to go large enough to take in the world. You know, St. Therese never left her convent. All she did is pray. And she became the patron of all missionaries. So there's a, a million ways to do this, to be sacrificial in my love. But it's a state of being. Am I willing to go out like Abraham and have a sacrificial love of God and follow him wherever he takes me? It's almost as if I'm, I want to tell you we need to be fat. Hey. <laughs> We do. We need to be fat. Faithful, available, and teachable, right? We do. Uh, faithful. Abraham was faithful all the way to the end. He followed Christ. He followed the Lord. He followed the promise. Are you, though, available for God? You know, you can be so busy with your own things and not available. You know, there's a saying, if you want to get something done, give it to the person who has too much to do because they're available. Are you available for the Holy Spirit? Not anyone that asks, but the Holy Spirit to call upon you, 
Are you teachable is the third one. Or do you already know everything in your own mind? Have you already heard every homily in the book? You know, in fact, homilies are supposed to repeat themselves, by the way. They are supposed to repeat themselves. Because homilies are not just about teaching. It's about helping us to grow in virtue and holiness. So I have to tell you a thousand times, we're called to love. But are you teachable? Are you faithful? Are you available and teachable? Or you can change it. You can say, if you don't like being fat, you could be fact. And say, with a C in there too, and say, contagious? Are you contagious? Do you transmit that love to those around you? Are you excited about it? Not in a forced sense or in a weird sense, like, <laughs> but in a real sense. Do you have something to live for? And that is the love of God. And so, I come back. There is a great need of reform. And all the stuff about buildings that we're talking about and places that we're talking about is completely secondary. Because it's just an empty shell. If all this stuff does happen it will only be a good occasion for us to remember the only reason why we are here, and that is God and holiness. And so let us ask that we might remember that one thing, that life is not worth living unless we're living for the love of God. And God is alive, and he is here. And life is not worth living unless I'm learning to lay it down there is meaning to your life. And so let us rise and offer our hearts entirely to him. Let us come before him and let us give him all that we are.